For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to a Brawl Network production, and this is Meanie's Bird Recap. Can you feel that thing that's moving at your doggone hands? That thing that's beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel it? Win or lose, these guys will be here for you after every single game. Do you think you're better than me? Here are your hosts, Giovanni Hamilton, Connor Miles, and ECW original, The Blue Meanie. All right, all right. Thanks for tuning in to Meanie's Birds Recap on the Eagles Brawl, powered by Fanatics, DraftKings, and Manscaped. Co-host Connor Miles here, as always, with the one and only Blue Meanie and the one and only Giovanni Hamilton, because if there was another one, that would be incredibly weird. (laughs) Guys, this is our last... I need need to see some ID there, sir. (laughs) This is our last Minis Birds recap of the season. 2020 <sighs> is finally put to bed. We could put a funeral season out of here. But yeah. it is a shame because we really started this out of nowhere. We all just started talking like it progressed to this. And yeah. what a show it has been. It, it's been a huge hit. It's been way better than I ever expected it to be. Uh, we're going to have Mini on all throughout the offseason to talk about the birds. We're going to have him on Philly Sports with Giovanni gonna have them on and just go live and randomly talk about the birds because there's gonna be a lot to cover this offseason so don't worry folks he's not going anywhere he won't be off the eagles broad network he's here to stay forever he's ours you're stuck with me i'm uh (laughs) i'm like gum on the bottom of your shoe that you can't scrape off but uh it's like that it's like that carson wentz contract you're just (laughs) not gonna get rid of it (laughs) yeah man uh, what was what were we saying there? No, go ahead. Go ahead. You're all good. No, man. It's uh, what, what turned out to be a conversation turned into a fun show with you and Giovanni. Uh, I'm happy to be a part of the uh, the Brawl Network here, the Eagles Brawl Network. Uh, you know, uh, who knew that everything would come out of this pandemic? You know, me launching a podcast with mine and the meanie. Now I'm doing Eagles Brawl. Uh, I'm uh, I'm quickly uh, getting adjusted to uh, the, the uh, social media entertainment realm here and i'm i'm loving it i'm liking it but uh yeah man uh i look forward to seeing what we do in the off season i'm sure there's going to be stuff within the next couple weeks uh you know uh you know you talk about carson's contract and the the rumors that he's willing to you know uh restructure to help get him out of town who knows those just might be rumors who knows um but then again, you know, the Eagles are jockeying as well, saying, well, no, we're going to work with him to make him better than he was this year. And they're trying to keep his worth up, you know, in case the trade does come along. But uh, <clears throat> so much interesting stuff. But, uh, you know, in the last couple of hours since the game ended, uh, you guys have quickly learned what it's like to be a pro wrestling villain uh, in the social media age amongst uh, Eagles and Giants fans because uh, the 6 and 10 Giants expected the, the, four, uh, the 4, 10 and 1 Eagles to uh, bail them out and help them get in the playoffs oh, as opposed man. to, you know, the uh, they, they're mad because we couldn't beat the uh, 6 and whatever, whatever, uh, Redskins or whatever. The, the records really aren't worth remembering. We're going to write these records down. We're going to put them in a bottle and then we're just going to throw them out and proceed never to be seen again, you know, but, uh, that, that would have been the first six and 10 team to be in the playoffs too. Hey, if- uh, breaking news. Giants fans are crybabies. Uh, so- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. We love that. Uh, I mean, like the the reaction from Giants fans and and the, the Joe Judge even coming out like questioning Jug Peterson's integrity, like buddy, whoa, 
whoa there. Like, if anyone's going to question Doug Pierce's integrity, it's going to be me, first of all. And second right. of all, that man won a Super Bowl against the team that you used to coach on. Bow down and kiss the ring, memeffer. Like, I can't believe that that guy has the audacity to come out and question Doug Pierce's integrity. Look, pulling Jalen Hurts for Nate Sudfeld was kind of a messed up move because Nate Sudfeld stinks. Like, just he stinks. But yeah. if you're going to sit there and tell me Jalen Hurts is lighting the world on fire the way he was playing, you're wrong. Like, he, he, besides running, he, you're wrong. He wasn't doing anything special. I think the real reason why Giants fans are mad is because their team couldn't win more than six games for the millionth time since 2016. Like, blame your coaching. Blame your player. Evan Ingram could have caught that pass against the Eagles. You guys could have beat us, and then you'd be in the playoffs. So, I mean, point your anger somewhere else. Jesus Christ. After after this show, I'm going to go on Amazon and ship Joe Judge a mirror so he can look in it and realize that he's the coach of a 6-10 and 10 football team who's judging another team that stinks. It's the worst division in football. Make no mistake about it. There's nothing to be proud about with this season. I mean, it's it's been comical to say the least, but uh, for him to be Joe judgmental over there uh, and, you know, come off high and mighty when, if he was in the same, and let's, let's clear this up. Yeah. Doug Peterson took hurts out and put in, uh, I can't even remember his name. <laughs> he, he pulled, Washington, Washington seven and nine. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, there. Washington seven and nine. He put in, uh, Sudfeld. I can't, every time I say Sudfeld, I think of Seinfeld. Um, uh, he put Sudfeld in and you know, that call came from up top to say, Hey, yeah, this is getting a little bit too close for comfort. You know, put a Nate in and let's uh, let's seal the uh, six pick. But Giovanni, what do you think? I, I'm sorry, I'm rambling over here. I know uh, you. I'm sure you got plenty to say, and I'm interested in what you have to say. Let, let us know what you think, Giovanni. Um, I, I have a few points. Um, Please. I think I think that once. Uh, Doug put in Sudfeld. I think that that is when we just accepted the fact that we're going to tank. Um, I'm not so convinced that Doug Peterson made that call. I think it was someone above him that made that call. Um, and, you know, it makes you wonder, too. I was just wondering about this. I was talking to my mom about this. Um, maybe when we bench Carson for Jalen, maybe that was them saying the season's over. Uh, let's just put in Jalen so Carson doesn't get hurt because he's been on his back so much. Yeah, that offensive line was not doing Carson any favors. Um, he was getting hammered from every angle. That uh, offensive line was like. You know, it was it was it was very porous. It was like Swiss cheese. There were a bunch of matadors going ole and letting everybody tackle Carson. So that's a very good point. Maybe they you know they they benched Carson you know to preserve him and put him in uh, some bubble wrap for next year. And because uh, I rem- <clears throat> and speaking of you know you know tanking, I mean when when Steagles put out the list of inactives and it read like the. Uh, the constitution, like a scroll just rolled out of all the people who weren't playing. I think the writing was on the wall, what the intentions were with this game. And, uh, I mean, there was a guy named Brett Toth playing right tackle. Yeah. <clears throat> look, look, it's one thing did the, the want to win the last game and have a moral victory or whatever on the worst season in football history. But say you put out all the starters, right? And then somebody tears an ACL, and they're done for next season. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, all the anytime a, a, a team clinches their division early, and they, you know, they know they're in the playoffs. They know they have a bye. They sit all their starters because they don't want to get injured for the playoffs. This to me, this was no different than resting our guys. Okay, this season's lost. Stay healthy and, and get back on. To, let's focus on next season. Come back healthy and start recovering now, instead of you know, for pride, put him out there and then say, Brandon Graham, you know, tears his ACL and he can't play next season. 
So then we got to figure out how to replace them. You know what I'm saying? So to me, it's all about all much ado about nothing. I just don't when when the Eagles fired Chip Kelly and Pat Shermer coached that last game of the season, it was against the Giants. And yeah, the Giants did everything to lose that game because they got a higher pick for doing so. The Eagles got a lesser lesser pick and nobody remembers this. Like nobody nobody's gonna remember that at the end of the day because both those teams stunk and they didn't make the playoffs. Well, this is a non-issue. It's just Giants fans being really sad about it. But let's go into this question. What do you think of the Carson Wentz trade rumors now? And Giovanni's mom saying that Giovanni had a great point today about Wentz's trade rumors and the media. So, Giovanni, take it away. Start it off, bud. What do you think about the Carson Wentz rumors? Um, Just like yesterday, I'm not buying it. Um, I, I don't think that... This is true at all. I mean, first of all, if you watch Howie Roseman and Doug Peterson's press conference, Howie Roseman seemed to have no interest of trading Wentz or that Wentz was going to want a trade. Um, But I have had experiences like this uh, when I did my TLC show and stuff where the media just gets strong and it's been happening once a lot lately. And I'm just, I'm not, I'm not going to trust it until the ink is dry on the paper. That's fair. That's very fair. I agree. I, here's the thing with all these rumors and I'll just say it real quick and I'll get Meany get his piece in. I I just don't think they trust. I think, if the, the the rumor is that his relationship with Doug Pearson is completely fractured, I completely believe that. I believe that. I think I do. I you are you ever going to trust Doug Pearson again not to bench you when you struggle? Because again, this is Carson's first real season of struggling, and he was benched for it. And as my dog is already in the background, like upset <laughs> that Doug Peterson was even brought back. But I mean, do I think that Carson wants to be traded from here? I don't know if he wants to leave Philadelphia per se, but I think there is a chance that he sees the writing on the wall with the head coach in place. Because again, this this rumor, this story from from Chris Mortensen is not something that you just really like roll your eyes to. It's Chris Mortensen, and this this story came out after, mind you, after the Eagles announced they're going to bring Doug Peterson back for 2021. This immediately comes out. So my thing is. Does Carson want to leave Philly or does he want to leave a broken head coach? Because I think it might be more of the latter than it is the former. I don't think he wants to leave Philadelphia. He was on the field for until 1.30 last night with Zach Gers and Jason Kelsey. I think he loves this place, but I think when you're a professional player and you're looking to compete and you're looking to get better and you're looking to uh, win championships and you see your whole entire offense, not just you, your whole entire offense struggle this season, and for the team to say, we're not going to do anything about it. We're just going to let it work itself out with this quarterback situation and what it is with the play calling situation, what it is. And then maybe an offensive coordinator will fix this. Like, come on, come on. That's not, that's not how it's going to work. One of these guys has to go. It's absolutely true. There's no way you could bring Doug and Carson all back on the together. So I don't, necessarily believe that they will trade him because I think there are still things you can work out. This relationship is salvageable, but I mean, if they're bringing Doug back, which is all likes of indications they are, uh, it's going to be on a very short leash. You guys, if he struggles again next year, he's fired. Like there's no doubt about it at all. Now it's, this is it. You either go forward and be better or you're fired. Carson just doesn't see. Do you really think Carson wants to sit through another season like this? I mean, would you as a competitor want to sit through another season like this? Like, say our podcast is doing absolutely nothing. We get, like, three views per episode. Are we really going to be wanting to do something, keep doing that? Or do we want to change things up and, like, get rid of me and get somebody in here that will bring more views in? That's what you're going to want to do, right? That's I mean, Giovanni, that's what you're going to want to do. You're going to be like, hey, Connor, I love you, man. I'll play with you on call. But, I mean, I, I need this podcast to take off, brother. Like I need, I need this needs to be my money someday. So I just think it's that's, I look, I have no ill will towards Carson Wentz. I have no ill will towards Doug Peterson. Both are huge advocates and reasons why there's a Lombardi in Philadelphia, and I will always cherish that. But 
I went through the Andy Reid years of when he was destroyed and broken in Philadelphia. I went through the Chip Kelly years of he was destroyed and broken in Philadelphia. The fact that Doug Peterson is surviving a four-win season when Andy Reid couldn't even do that is literally because of a trophy. A trophy that we're so far away from now. It's not even funny how far away from we are from that. That Super Bowl season is long gone. They are way away from that now. They are a 4-11-1 and 11 and one team picking six in the draft upcoming. So when I see a team that just progressively gets worse and worse and worse, and now to the point where they had an MVP caliber quarterback who now wants to leave because he was benched for his play. And then you have, because I, I think it's so funny. I see everybody like Carson played bad this year and then critique his his individual play. Zach Ertz played bad this year. Critique his individual play. Jalen Rager played bad this year. Critique his individual play. But why aren't we sitting here saying the whole entire offense was bad this year and the guy who's in charge of the offense is allowed to come back? Like, is allowed to fix this? Like, and then I know a lot of people want to, because we put a poll out on Eagles Brawl and I wanted to get engaged the fans on this and see where the feelings are. And I was shocked at what the results were. So many people are confident in Doug Peterson if he just brings an offensive coordinator in. So you are telling me you are fully content with your offensive-minded head coach bringing in someone below him to help him fix or bring in a new offense? That's weird. That doesn't sound right. That does not sound right to me. I don't know why that sounds right to everybody. That doesn't sound right to me. Now, if if Doug Peterson was a defensive head coach and the offense is broken, and they need to get rid of the offensive coordinator they have in place and bring in a new offensive coordinator with a new system to fix it. Fine, that's different because Doug Peterson special is not he's not a good offense, he's a defensive minded coach, and the defense is fine. But you're telling me my offensive minded head coach needs somebody to come in and fix his offensive system? That's not good, fellas. Not good. Well, first of all, when when it when it comes to I'm gonna work in uh reverse here, I'm gonna rewind a little bit. Uh, when it comes to the uh, Mort report uh, rumors, uh, that's not like a, a source to take lightly. You know what I'm saying? It's it's Mort, and uh, he's pretty good. And if he's getting that information, it's more than likely coming from, even though he debunked this later, usually it's always from like an agent or an inside source or something like that, or he wouldn't run with it, you know? Um, because then he would look foolish if it turned out to be true. It did turn out to be false. So, and like you said, the, the, I didn't even dawn on me the timing. They said, you know, uh, it came out right after Doug, you know, saying he was definitely coming back next season. Another thing is a lot of fans are like, Oh, Doug Peterson should be fired for tanking the season. Do you think right after Doug reassures him the whole world that he's coming back next season, He's going to go rogue and just tank against the owner's will. That's another thing that didn't make sense when the Giants were saying that. Oh, let's launch an investigation. Sit down, Giants. Um, go back to the other kids' table. Um, uh, <laughs> I cracked myself up with that one. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I can't see where Doug and Carson uh, coexist unless there's some kind of sit down where they put them in a room for an hour and talk their differences out or a day, let them sit out there for a day and talk their differences out. Uh, the offensive, what the offense was definitely broken this year, but if I'm in that situation of, if I'm playing the role of Doug Peterson and I have to sit before Howie and, you know, uh, Jeff Laurie, I'm going to be saying, Hey man, uh, yeah, I, well, there's two things that kept, you know, is keeping Doug here, a Lombardi and a pandemic. Okay. Now every other team had to deal with this pandemic, but different people acted different situations, different ways. You know, there's no OTA, no OTAs for, sorry, first day with the new mouth. Uh, no OTAs. There was no off season, this, that, and the other thing that people really didn't have a chance to come into a room and bond together and have a typical season. And again, I say this, it seems like this is like Groundhog's Day with every year. What is the deal with the injuries? Uh, that's another thing Doug is say. 
well, you know, I was lucky enough to get into the playoffs with the practice squad last year. You can't work that magic two years in a row. So he's got injuries in his favor where he goes, Hey man, I could have done better if I had, you know, my starting players. I didn't have Alshon. I'd have D-Jack. Ugh. Goodbye, D-Jack. See ya. And then today they just re- restructured Alshon's uh, deal. So he's they, out of here. Let's go. Yeah, if they cut him, if they come before January, I mean, sorry, June. What a new league year. Yeah, or the yeah, yeah that's not the word. Like, they'll save like twenty million in cap space. So bye. I'll drive you to the airport. I will uh, definitely drive you to the airport, and I will definitely pay for your Josina's ticket. Dude, I appreciate everything he did in seventeen. The catch he did. To score that touchdown in the, the Super Bowl. Right. And you're and that's important to say. You are right. We have to appreciate that, but now get out. Dude, I loved his press conference, his interviews in the press conference leading oh, up. That was the it. best. Yes. I was all in on Alshon that I just he was you, just he, I don't he, care who you are. You could be Carson Wentz, you could be Donovan Nab, you could be Brian Dawkins. If you leak stuff to the media, I'm done with you. I'm yeah. done with you. Keep it in the locker room. I'm done with you. Yeah, that was my next point, you know, with uh Josina and the whole Mr. Josina Anderson leaking stuff to the press and you know fracturing the team in a way almost the way it, it, I, my biggest fear is this team fractures in a way they did in you know 05 with the TO versus Donovan camp where you know the you know he could have fractured the team with the Foles versus Wentz's you know teammates and stuff like that and now you got Jalen Hurts in there and all of a sudden you know Alshon's back you playing like Jerry Rice. <laughs> I be- I believe it was you who did the photo, you know. Yeah, I ha- Dude, because that was just so funny. I'm like, wow, look at this guy. He looks so rejuvenated to play football with anybody not named Carson once. Yeah. Yeah. It's just he plays. It's annoying. Like, it's annoying. It's it's like he's trying to make a point. And uh the point I'm trying to make is um yeah, I, do I see Carson and Doug um coexisting? No. Uh, but I do think Doug has, you know, a list of things he could point to and go, Hey, I could have done better if I had this, that, and the other thing. Also, hopefully when it comes to the draft, he has a little bit more say in who they pick. Um, you know, somebody had a great quote during the week. Bill Parcells said this, you know, in the back when, back in the day when he was coaching at new England, if you want me to be the chef, you got to let me pick the ingredients. You know, and I think there's a lot of times ownership has undercut Doug as well, whether it's him saying, oh, yeah, my offense, my coordinators are going to be here next year. And the next day they fire his coordinators. You know what I'm saying? Now they're picking players that maybe he didn't want to have picked. Hopefully he gets a little bit of say, hey, if you give me a little bit of say, he, that's another argument. If I'm playing the role, I don't know what's going on, but if I'm playing the role of Doug Peterson, Hey man, give me some quality guys in the draft that, you know, develop. I didn't want Rager. I didn't want this or that. And the other thing he has more excuses towards why he should be, you know, brought back now with Carson. Yeah. They made an investment investment in him. And, uh, you know, they said that the, relationships fractured but uh you know uh you know if i was carson i would just do everything i could in my power to prove the naysayers wrong you know hopefully this rumor is not true where he he wants out hopefully the rumor is not true that where he's willing to restructure his contract to fit elsewhere hopefully he's willing to go into this offseason to, you know, you know, earn his job. But until then, there's so many unknowns, you know what I'm saying? And just, uh, right now I'm trying to look into a crystal ball and a crystal ball. That's awfully cloudy. Right. And to these comments, cause we're getting a lot of comments in that talking about the injuries. Uh, they, the thing with the, the injuries is they can't get this training staff right. I mean, they bring in a new training staff and a new medical team like every single year. Uh, I will go into dipping into my sources now of the Earth's family. Uh, from what I was told this offseason was they were going to bring in Zach Stanford trainer and let him assemble a training staff. And then 
for whatever reason, when Zach approached them about getting a new contract, those talks with that trainer completely fell apart and they hired somebody else. So if they did that, hiring a training staff based on their feelings of where they were going with Zach Ertz and where his contract was going, how can I trust that they got the right guys into place? I can't. I mean, clearly they haven't. They, they, again, they keep changing these staffs out, changing out this medical team, and the same results keep happening. So get it right Get it right there. They have to get it right there. If they want to stop getting all these injuries, they have to get the right training staff in place. They have to get the right practice regimen in place. They have to get the right medical staff in place. They haven't been able to do that yet. So that's really the major reason why they're always injured. But I want to get into this. Sure. Because first I'll say this. Sal Pal is a freaking quack. Quack. Quack job. Major quack. Next, I'll go into this. That Earth's pressure hurt, guys. That Earth's oh, pressure hurt. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing for Carson, but because you're the quarterback of this team and the quarterbacks are the undoubted leaders and we always praise them because it's the position. Zach Ertz is nothing but Philadelphia. Outside of Jason Kelsey and Fletcher Cox or Brandon Graham, you're not finding somebody more Philly-driven than Zach Ertz. Uh, to see his emotion today, uh, I mean, if you guys have any question that he's coming back, I'm here to tell you it's not happening. Like, it's unfortunately, but he's feeling this way. He's acting this way for a reason. He's not sitting on the field until 1.30 a.m. for no reason. He's not crying during these pressures for no reason. Like, this is... This is happening. We have to start coming to terms with this is that we're moving on from Zach Ertz. And it's a shame. It's a shame. Great player. What he did for this organization is will never be forgotten. What he's done for Giovanni and his family, what their family has done will never be forgotten. I mean, the Ertz Foundation has been a key success to the Philadelphia community. No matter what, wherever he goes, whoever, whatever he decides to do with his career, he's forever an eagle. That's, that's something he'll never be able to escape. But Gio, what did that feel to you like to you, man? Because I know that you, like Beanie and I, when we were kids and we watched the Eagles, we felt the same way that you do. Like we we really grew emotionally attached to these players. Like we didn't understand the business side to it. I know like you're in a way different place than what Meanie and I were when we were kids watching the birds. Uh, you understand this stuff a little bit more. And I think if I compare where I was at 13 knowing football to where you are, it's not even a fair comparison. You would knock me out of the park, but I think you start <laughs> to get these things a little bit more and you start to realize them. But I know that you still have a lot of emotional attachment to, I mean, Zach Ertz, Carson Wentz, so on and so forth. What, I mean, you see that Zach Ertz pressure today. What, what went through your mind, man? Um, I was just, I was devastated because I, I couldn't believe it. Like I, even even though we've been talking to Nick, um, and he thinks that Zach's gonna go, I still had hope. Um, and just seeing him like that today really put me in reality. Um, and it just it really sucked. Yeah, did I mean? Uh, for those of you that don't know, Giovanni and I are best friends. So, uh, no big deal, but. <laughs> I mean, I think what was it a week ago, bud? Where you, I mean, you finally started to be like, man, because I know Nick wasn't really helping us out in the group chat with all the uh, <laughs> where should that go next offseason, all that stuff, text yeah. that he was sending to us. But I mean, last week you really, I mean, I just remember talking to you and you really, you really just said, man, like this is hitting me, like this is really starting to hit me. This is it with Zach. I don't want <laughs> this. Like you were mad, yeah. you were frustrated. Yeah. It was it was after the first time I cried about it. Yeah, it was tough, man. I mean, I I I felt that pain through your your text, man. Like I I get it. Like I absolutely get it. It's not every day. I mean, I remember, and many will remember this when Brian Dawkins left the Eagles, heartbroken because the way that it happened was actually kind of similar to this. Joe Banner didn't want to pay him anymore. Thought he was way past his prime. Uh, there's no reason to pay somebody who's in 30 uh, this type of money. And that's kind of what's going on with Zach right now. It's just Brian Dawkins is Brian Dawkins. It's not fair to compare the two, but I was so, I couldn't believe it. I was like, they're letting the franchise cornerstone player walk in free agency to the Denver Broncos. 
Dawkins and without a fight. They just let him walk to the Denver Broncos. And I'll have you know, Brian Dawkins was very successful with the Broncos. He had some great couple last seasons with them. I mean, he his play did not slow down at all. And I highly doubt Zach Ertz as well either. And like I said earlier in the show, you can criticize individual players on offense, but you better realize you're going to be criticizing every single player on the offense because the whole offense was awful this year. It's a horrible unit. No player in this offense played well outside of Jordan Mulata, really, and Jason Kelsey. But I didn't even think Jason Kelsey had some times. But he had a couple of snaps. He did that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Everybody's, I, I had somebody in my DMs that was a Giants fan that was like yelling at me, like, you think Jason Kelsey really wanted this? And I was like, buddy, did you watch that game last night? Because I watched Jason Kelsey be like a revolving door to Nate Sudfeld a couple times. So I, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't think, I don't think that those players felt disrespected or felt let down by their coach because he didn't want to get five wins instead of four. Like, I, I don't think that, I think you're far off with that, but anyway, so yeah, I'm, with the stuff. I'm a little older. I'm the, like the eldest of this, this trio here. And I'll go a little, I'll go even a, a little bit deeper to me. This is like when Reggie white left the Eagles. Oh and, yeah. You know, uh, ownership didn't want to pay Reggie White. You know, Reggie uh, wanted a deal and, you know, just, hey, you know, pay, pay me what you think. And, like, Reggie was, like, one of the first, he was one of the first guys, you know, uh, who was a proponent of free agency in that in that era. And he was, like, a real first true casualty of the free agency market. Yep. And then to watch, you know, Reggie leave, that ownership didn't care enough to keep one of the best defensive players in Eagles history. Full time. All time. In, in my opinion, my opinion. And uh, just to let him walk away and then watch him win the Super Bowl in Green Bay. That was, that was rough, man. That was rough. And then to watch him come back, you know, the Philly as a Packer. It's, it, it felt like a gut punch. So, how I felt with Reggie White, how me and Connor both felt with Dawkins, I can only imagine how Geo feels now with Zach Ertz. And um, you know, uh, as as you get you're 13 now, so uh, uh, get used to a lot of uh, heartbreak uh, <laughs> when it comes to sports, buddy. I love when it comes you, to the buddy. Eagles. When it comes to the Eagles uh, or Philadelphia sports, sorry, Philadelphia sports in general. Philadelphia sports. <laughs> Will give you a sense of sarcasm, and uh, you'll you'll build up a callus to it. I mean, you're a tough kid anyway, but uh, it, you know, being a sports, being a Philly sports fan is a, is, a, is acquired to uh, some form of torture. Uh, you know, watching the Eagles lose four NFC Championship games in a row. You know, uh, watching the '09 World Series. Uh, That's wa- fair. I will accept that answer for the Minnesota fan. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Minnesota hasn't won the Super Bowl. I don't believe. Not, not that I'm rubbing in, but you know, just unexpected trouble. CashNet USA can take the stress out of borrowing emergency funds. Our fast, secure application process makes it easy to apply online twenty four seven. Plus, CashNet USA offers same day funding if approved before ten thirty a.m. Central Time Monday through Friday. Additional terms may apply. Visit CashNetUSA.com or tap the banner to apply today. But, uh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, to me, this is just like watching, um, you know, Reggie walk. It was brutal. It was brutal. And just for the folks that are tuning in watching right now, uh, I know for a fact, because if you have viewed the show, we obviously have a relationship with Nick Ertz and the Ertz family. Uh I know for a fact that there's some quarterbacks around the league that don't think Zach Ertz is done, and they've already started reaching out to him about potentially coming to their teams. So, I'm just saying. I'm just. I mean, Nick rubs it in our face all the time. I don't want to see it. I'm like Nick. I'm gonna block your number. But <laughs> what what the perception is around the league, and what we probably think about Zach Ertz after this season is completely different. Or I could play devil's advocate. And if Carson wants to get out of here, maybe him and Zach go to a team as a, as a package somewhere, somehow, somewhere, somehow we know what you're talking about. Well, there's two, I not, well, 
everybody's saying the Colts, which I was saying the Colts. Hey, uh, New England's going to need a quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so there's, there, there's, there's teams that need quarterbacks. And, and he's a, he's a trade target. I don't, I, he's not a free agent this year. They're most likely going to, going to trade him. And I believe oh, a trade I, will oh, get no. facilitated. I oh, I know. I know. But that team was, will be more than likely making it, will be willing to make a trade. Oh, for cars. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'll just say it now because, like, their family doesn't really care about report stuff. Indy is definitely all in on Zach Ertz. I mean, Chris Ballard checks in with his agent frequently. So, uh, for everybody saying Indy, I don't know about Carson. Like, I, I really don't know about Carson. And I think the contract is just really prohibitive. I, I, it's going to be. But if, I, I don't if, think the Eagles trade Carson once. Just for everybody to know, I know that this is way too early to get into this, but I don't think he gets traded. And Giovanni told me the same thing. So, if he says it, I say it. But. <laughs> I don't. I don't think he does. I don't think he does get traded though. This it's just way too many prohibitives in this. Uh, do I think that situation would be better if he does? I don't know. It's just way too early to get into this right now. But my gut's telling me right now. I don't want be. Carson to leave either. I love Carson Wentz as our quarterback, but this team's done him new favors. And if he's looking to, if he's, I mean, it's just like a being in in a relationship with somebody you love. If they don't want to be with you anymore, there's nothing you can do. The Make them want to stay, and if you're going to be willing to, you know, change your contract if the reports are true, to you know, make this easier for another team to want to take him. You know, what's to say? You know, they don't. I, the contract now is prohibitive, prohibitive, but if somehow he restructure it, restructures it for another team, which is another diss to the Eagles. You know, I, I'll do anything. Please just get me out of here. Oh yeah, and I'm sure he would. I'm sure he would restructure his deal to facilitate a trade. I just Car- I Car- Carson and Zach sat on the field to one thirty in the morning. They could be saying, "Let's do the let's be the next Brady Gronk and go to another team and do something." You know, let's take our let's take our act somewhere else and be successful. Here's the well, thing: is the Eagles have to agree to trade him. Well, that that's, that's of course the they whole have- thing. Of course, they have to agree to trade with him, but and they're not going to trade him away for a bag of balls. No. Uh, that's why they're constantly saying we're going to work with them in the off season. I mean, how how what do you think you could get for Carson Wentz if you go? Yeah, man, we can't wait. We hate to get rid of him too. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. So you, that, yeah, it, it's a game of poker. You're going to put on your best poker face to get the best asset you can for a top five quarterback. If that quarterback doesn't want to be here and he's willing to work with you to leave. I'm not saying I, and this isn't me saying I want him to go, but there are factors that can make this transition possible. And I've seen it in my industry. I've seen it in other industries. If two people don't want to work together and then they want to, you know, you know, mutually split and make things work, it could be done. You know, unfortunately, what do you think, Gio? Let's hear it. Words of wisdom. Let's go. Give yes. your thoughts on it. About Carson leaving? Or... Carson leaving. Yeah, let's hear it, man. What do you think? I, I'm still not buying it. I don't think he's going to. I mean, like, we're all right. all, Forget all the reports. Forget every. Forget what people are saying online. Like, straight from Giovanni. What are you doing with this situation? How do you fix this? The man of the hour. Um, I think that you keep Carson Wentz and you help build around him, build his one, get him some receivers. If you're going to get rid of Zach Ertz, we need receivers because I'm not so convinced that we can rely on Dallas Goddard. That's a, I think that's a good discussion to have. Different day, but that's a good discussion to have. Uh, we're definitely going to have to do that on the podcast sometime because I'm – and again, I just said it myself. If you're going to point out one person and critique him on the offense, you might as well do it for the rest of them. But, I mean, did Dallas Goddard do enough for you to think that he can re- step up and be tight? I wonder to play Zach Ertz. Because me personally, no. He did not. Mm-mm. No. But then again, neither did any, this whole entire offense. So next year is going to be wholly, a whole different new I mean, you're looking at Goddard being tight end one. You're looking; they're going to bring in a new wide receiver no matter what. Uh, you're looking at maybe a new offensive coordinator with a new system that the Eagles never been in before or even ran before. Like, 
a lot of changes are going to be made and a lot of like household names are out. It's just, oh man, it's going to be wild. But yeah, I I just don't think they trade Wentz. I, I, I mean, I'm, I guess that's more me preferring they don't trade Wentz because I, I, it's just, we don't know, man. We just don't know right now. Like it's just so up in the air, the whole situation. I wasn't really expecting that report to come out at the time that it did. I mean, it's so well, I, early in the process. That report came out to the, uh, the other day with more. And then today, uh, shout out to Ike Reese on 94 WIP for saying he's heard w- reports within the Eagles that the Eagles are disappointed with Carson Wentz. Not as a player, but as a personality in, in the locker room. So, and this isn't Sanda G- or whatever his name is, Sanda Julio crap. But that's stuff coming from Mike Reese, a guy who has access to people in the building. And he said that on air today. So maybe that I went. Mean, maybe if I think he has a point. I think he has a point, to be honest with you. If that's true, that's that, that could be a reason why they went and got a quarterback in the second round. Who knows? I don't know. If, does he? Did he say it in a pretense of before this season? No, he's, well, he said from his source, he's like paraphrasing. So I don't want to put words in Ike Reese's mouth. He hasn't been able to be around the Novacare Center from, but from people he's talked within the organization. Some people in the organization have soured as on Carson as a person in the back because sometimes he's he's cordial to other people and the other people he's cold. You know, and that's. I'll for, say one thing. I'll say one thing that that because we haven't. I don't think Minnie heard this yet, and I I wonder what you would think about that now. Sure. This isn't this isn't that bad, but this might give a little background to elaborate on that theory that Ike Reese has is again we're not insiders we hear we sit here we sit on here just this insider. so right now I don't want to yeah I don't want that either I just like to talk about the Eagles on the podcast but part, yeah, yeah, yeah. we we have been fortunate enough to build a relationship with our family and to talk to them I mean Gio we talk to Nick every day right like we're we're right. always in communication with our family and Nick is very forthcoming with telling us what Zach tells him. Right. And he'll tell us like, Hey, don't say this or like, keep this between us three. He'll say it. He'll start off. just like, keep this between us three, but he never did that. He never said this about this. So I'm going to go out and say it. So breaking news. <laughs> so they're getting ready for uh week two, the game right. after Washington where Ertz catches the touchdown. And again, disappointing game. They lost and the offense was, Struggling and Carson wants to struggle. But Carson goes to Zach in the locker room and asks, Hey man, how's how's the contract talks going? Like, how's the extension talks going? And Zach, it is what it is, man. It's a business, you know. We're just taking it day by day. And then Carson replies with, I mean, I don't know, man. Dallas Goddard is really good. Is what he replied to Zach with that. Like, so uh-huh. I don't know if it's at Carson is like, I'm uh, sorry, Gio, but like a jerk or like, I was going to say something else, but I stopped myself. But I think it's more of like, you don't know just, how hard it is for me not to swear in front of a 13 year old on this show. Yeah, you, you really don't know how hard it is. I mean, I'm not, we're try playing Call of Duty with a kid, but I'm what, I, what I'm going with here is I don't know if Carson is really an emotionally invested person. Like, I don't know. I don't think. Is he like, like, my thing is what, as a person, when you ask somebody about like, how's your relationship going? Well, you know, that guy that she liked his Instagram page, he was pretty good looking. Like, I don't know if why you say that to Zach then. I don't know why that was your response after you asked Zach, how's the contract talks going? So I think in the pretense of what, and this is just, Again, I don't know any inside information besides right. just that conversation, and I'm just assuming, and assuming makes an ass out of you and me, but <laughs> if you respond to someone who is going through a hardship in their relationship with saying something like, well, you know her ex, or well, you know like the guy that she's talking to now, or that's offensive. That would offend me. So I why see exactly would your starting quarterback and, uh, you know, what's up right. with that? Your starting quarterback, who's been your, I mean, really, it's been Wentz and Ertz these last couple of years since 2016. It's all those guys are a duo. Start thinking about 
the next guy she's going to talk to. Like, yeah. that's that's where I'm getting with this. I, I don't know if Carson is – I I have questioned Carson's leadership at times because I feel like BG steps up for this team and talk – Malcolm would step up for this team and talk uh, – Fletcher would step up to the scene to talk, but we never asked that of Carson. We never asked Carson to show a leadership display like Brandon Graham would and Malcolm Jenkins would and Fletcher Cox would. Uh, when, have we necessarily needed him to? No, because there hasn't really been times where he needed to, except for in 2019, really, which I thought he was quiet as well. But And this isn't against Carson. This isn't against his talent. I still believe in the guy. I just think he kind of just isn't doesn't get it. Like, I don't think he gets how to lead Ben. I think he's a great player, great quarterback. I just don't think where where the Eagles are disappointed, where Ike is a, in, implying and where that article that Joe wrote uh, last year was implying was that Carson can't relate to situations or he can't lead these men. Like They all feel excluded from him or not part of his circle. Like, And that's a problem. That is a problem for your franchise quarterback to give that off. So I definitely fixable, definitely fixable, definitely something the Eagles can manage and go through. I just think when hopefully because me, I blindly always have had faith in Carson. I blindly always been loyal to Carson. I've always said that he could be a top five caliber quarterback, but I was taken back when I heard that. And again, this is a minor story. This isn't that serious, but when Nick told me that, it's not really it's that. Not, it's not. It's really not that minor. But it's when Nick <laughs> told me that, I was like, I mean, that's kind of a dick move. Like, why would you? Like, why would you say like, oh, how's your contract talks going? But you know, Dallas, like, that is kind of messed up. And who else is he doing that to? Because Alshon Jeffrey can't stand the guy. Right. Right. So it is interesting. It is a little interesting, and maybe that's where the Eagles' frustrations are. Like, hey, buddy, you're a franchise quarterback. We saw Donovan lead these guys. We saw Michael Vick lead these guys. Like, we saw Nick Full rally these guys. You just seem like you're focused on you. Yeah, it, 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 it uh, harkens back to the '04 season, where the uh, the rift bef- between uh, To and McNabb started was actually a game against the giants where uh, they were playing and T.O. goes, Hey man, I was open on that route. And he kept saying it and saying, and saying, it. and Donovan turned to him and said, Hey man, shut the F up in the huddle. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that, that, that point on T.O. turned the, that, that lit the, that, that, that flipped the switch and T.O. You know, was, you know, that started the feud between him and Donovan. Donovan turned around going, yo, man, I heard you shut the F up. So I could see if, you know, Carson's saying, uh, how's your contract going? Oh, well, you know, man, Dallas is really good. Dude, why would you say that to me? (laughs) You know, it's just, it's crazy. This is something to worry about going forward, but let's end the show real quick. Unfortunately, we do have to come to an end, but I wanted to get all your guys' thoughts on this before we go off because I personally feel like it's a this is a bad decision and they will regret it and we're going through another year of wondering if this team will collapse again. But do you think because I just think the writing was on the wall and they dismissed their opportunity to move on. But do you think that it was the right move to bring Doug Peterson back? Because everybody knows how I feel now. But what about you guys? You go first, Gio. I've been a, a blabbermouth. <laughs> I've I've talked too much. It's time to hear from you, buddy. Um, Connor, I know you've been saying that. <laughs> I know you've been saying that Doug can't come back because someone lower than him isn't going to help him very much. But me, duh. I, I want you to back. replace him. No, 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 no. Do not be below Doug Peterson. You are above Doug Peterson. He should be your offensive coordinator, if anything. <laughs> I'd vote for Gio. But I know, Gio, you and I have had discussions for this for months now. Like, even when you first started your podcast, when the Eagles were struggling, and I know at the beginning your opinion was, look, Connor, relax. Like, he needs an offensive coordinator, and then they'll get this right. Look what him and Frank did. And I think that is, and I know I go at people for thinking this, and I always like shoot down that opinion, but it's a valid opinion. Is it, is it a valid opinion? I don't know any better than anybody else. So if that's if if you do feel that way, do you do you think that you know what 
it's okay to bring Doug back. Just let's try it with the offensive coordinator and let, let's forget Connor's rage for a second. Um, I I think that we we need to look and see if the OC helps. If it doesn't, then of course, scoot him out, scoot him out of the building. Um, but for now, I'm just riding with it. So you're content with it that they're bringing Doug back, or would you, is that something that you would have done though, or would you go in a different direction if you had the choice? Um, I I think it's just one year. Um, and, and I think we we shouldn't uh, uh we shouldn't jump like that to fire people. Um, and and I I don't think I, I think he just needs the OC. I think that's it. All right, it's a it's a valid opinion again. It's a valid opinion. I under, completely understand, and you described it very well. He needs someone to go out before the games and go get some ice cream. So <laughs> he needs. Go get some ice cream in a playbook, please. Put some ice cream in a playbook, and you know. Uh, I mean, look, Doug. P- I, I, I'm, I'm at peace with Doug coming back. Just because this has been one crap show of a year all across the NFL. I mean, just, yeah, he, he, you know, Doug took us to a Super Bowl. We won a Super Bowl with Doug. The next year, if Alshon catches that pass, there's a good chance we get, we could have went to at least another NFC championship game. Last year, we got to the playoffs with the practice squad and Carson. Everybody looked fantastic. And in that game against the Seahawks, the Seahawks barely beat the Eagles, who had Josh McCown and a torn hamstring <laughs> that was torn off the bone. This is, his, this is other than his first year, which I never count the first year for any coach. Yeah, no. Nah. Nah, they get the uh, men in black mind eraser. Uh, you know, um, yeah, I forget the first year. This is really Doug's first bad year. And again, like I said, there's been the issues with injuries. Why is this team the most injured team in all of, in all of the NFL? I don't get it. So he's got that going, uh, you know, not going for him, but hey, man, look look what I've had to coach through. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes he's looked brilliant, and sometimes he looks like he couldn't coach a fart into a Taco Bell. But, you know, just um, I'm willing to give him – one more year to I think I think he's kind of owed that you know as a as a coach yeah they've kind of they've gone to the playoffs every year they've regressed a little bit but there's been so many factors working he's been swimming upstream year after year you know uh with injuries and and you know guys not well not not playing and then stuff like that so uh Long story short, short story long, whichever you prefer. Uh, I'm at I'm at peace because also you know if you're going to move on, you better. It's like you when you quit a job, you don't quit a job and just sit around and then start looking for a job. You better have a job as the day you quit. <laughs> so if you're going to fire the guy who got you to the Super Bowl, you better have a really good you know replacement plan because that person. It's going to have expectations up here replacing a Super Bowl winning head coach. But I agree with Gio too. He needs somebody there to be the bad cop. Just like Carson needed the bad cop. You know, Carson's, uh, you know, coach was too much of a buddy and not too much of a coach where, you know, uh, they fired, you know, Doug's coordinators and he's just calling the plays. Doug needs somebody to go, no, that's a bad idea, Doug. You know, it's just been the Doug show. So get it, get a little bit of yin and yang in there, balance it out. Hopefully not give up play calling, but have somebody to say, that's a good idea. But what if you did this instead? Like I've learned in wrestling. If somebody gives you an idea, you never go, that's a dumb idea because then they'll make sure you do their idea. If you don't like an idea, you go, that's interesting. But what if we do this? Instead, more people are usually you know, susceptible to go along with your backup plan. So if Doug Peterson could get a guy to go, 
That's okay, Doug. But how about we run the ball? Here's a concept. <laughs> Let's run the ball, Doug. So I I know I was a little long-winded on that, but uh, it's the last show of the year uh, for Meanie's Bird Recap. This is the last game we've recapped. There's really no highlights. <laughs> so oh, I'm not talking about that game at all because oh. I'm not open up those cans of worms. Sorry about that. We're actually oh. talking about what actually matters with the Eagles right now. But last thing I know I said last thing before, but literally last thing to end it off because you guys gave some really great compelling arguments for your opinions there. Uh, yeah. Last thing to end it off is what about Howie? Like, are we mad that Howie's coming back? Because it seems like the fan base wanted to keep Doug, but wanted to get rid of Howie. Neither are happening. I mean, uh, yeah, well, neither are happening. Doug's staying and Howie's staying. So right. uh, I – was so convinced it was happening that he was saying that I didn't even put thought into why they should get rid of him that much. Uh, I just think the drafting is way too inconsistent to, be, to forge a winning, consistent football team. I think he needs help. As, if you're one, you want to talk about somebody holding Doug Peterson's hand, somebody really needs to hold Howie Rosen's hands, especially when it comes to the draft. Uh, what are you guys' thoughts on him coming back? You want to go first, Gio? Gio? Yeah, Gio, start it off, buddy. Hey, um... So I wasn't that surprised because I've been saying it all year and I will say it again. Um, there's no one else you can pull into this situation and say, hey, there's a cat mess. Deal with that. You just can't do that. <laughs> um, that's Great why I think, I, I think that's why Howie's staying right now. Um, I think if, if we didn't have the cat mess, I think he would be out. I agree. And yeah, of course, this could be a huge thing. If John Dorsey stays on, he'll probably get a full-time role in this Eagles front office. So John uh, Dorsey could be our new, uh, uh, the dude, uh, Joe that went to, uh, the Jets. Yeah, Joe Douglas. Yep. He can be the Joe Douglas, yep. you know, they, they'll keep need somebody Howie, that can help with the draft. Keep Howie in the back office, uh, kind of like that movie office space, you know, so back there with his, with his stapler. Anybody see my stapler? Uh, you know, just keep him in the back. Let him worry about the finances. Let Dorsey do the uh, actual player evaluation picking and stuff like that. Have him work with Doug. Like I said, if you want Doug to be the chef, you got to let him pick some ingredients. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, also, um, what was I going to say? I'm blanking on that. Um, oh, if if you're going to get rid of somebody first, in the in the Doug Howie scheme, if you're going to fire somebody first, you got to fire Howie first before Doug, because do you want do you want Howie Roseman in that room picking the next head coach of the Eagles again? You know, this would be his third head coach pick, along with you know Jeff Flory. So before you get rid of Doug, you have to get rid of Howie first. So whatever happens this next season, you know, say Doug does well and all that good stuff, Howie's picks don't pan out. Then Jeff Lurie could go, hey, man, I love you, but, you know, you're killing us with this these draft picks, you know, and then move on from Howie, and then Howie comes back in, and then if Doug somehow craps the bed, then you would get rid of Doug and have some uh, – uh, a different GM with a different philosophy, hire a better coach. Because, you know, like I said, if you're going to hire a coach to replace a Super Bowl winning coach, it better be a good pick. I don't know if how he can make that pick for a, a, a new head coach. If you hear what I'm saying. Well, I definitely get what you're saying. So, again, guys, the season might be over, but you can still go to DraftKings, dkng.co slash brawlpod. B R A W L slash, excuse me, B R W B R A W L P O D. Sign up, minimum deposit $5. You get credited for a free entry each week through our sponsorship with DraftKings. Again, you can also go to manscaped.com, use promo code BRAWL, B R A W L, and, you know, help Jeffrey Leary out find his balls because I thought he should have made some bigger moves than what he did. But. Again, as always, this has been a great, and Meany, I'm going to give you your shot too. Don't worry. I just wanted to say my closing statements before we go. What a blast, and I said it to start off, but what a blast this has been. Not only that, not only has it been awesome to get to know Meany and do this show with him and talk birds, because 
He's way more knowledgeable of a Birds fan than we give him credit for. He's I know he focuses on his wrestling stuff and do the Monty the Meanie show, but I mean, he knows his Birds, guys. So, I mean, this was a great platform to bring him on to share his thoughts. And I'm glad that the fans agreed and they all really, I mean, everybody viewed this show. It, it was a huge success. So, I, I gr- greatly appreciate you all. And then not only that, watching Giovanni grow. I mean, look at yeah. this. This guy's not even a year in the podcast and he goes on these shows. He texts me about these shows like, here's the plan here's what we're gonna do let's rock baby like th- he's so advanced for a 13 year old where he's come by it's just so great to watch i have so much fun watching the growth of giovanni and really inserting himself as one of the most intelligent eagles fans there is out there maybe the most the most intelligent so uh truly an honor to do this with you gentlemen and i'm excited that we will continue this relationship going forward it was a crap season to do it on but uh he- <laughs> Choose the better days. Yeah, this was a practice season. Uh, it was. Yeah. yeah, we're getting all warmed up. Yeah. This uh, was like the preseason. Oh, yeah, yesterday was definitely uh, a preseason. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for having me. Uh, Connor, I appreciate you approaching me to do this. Uh, there's plenty of times where I feel like the only person in my circle who's uh, talking sports, you know, uh, and I talk to other people and it's just not the same, but th- this platform has been awesome for it to come on here with Giovanni and come on here with you and uh, talk about the things we love, man. We're here. We're here because we love the Philadelphia Eagles. We love Philadelphia sports. We've seen, we've tasted the uh, sweet and we've uh, tasted the sour. Uh, right now we're going through the sour, but you can't appreciate the sweet without tasting the sour. That's a, a good motto to have for life as well. Uh, and that said, um, yeah, I look forward to future endeavors that we do, uh, you know, on the, uh, brawl network here. Uh, if you want to, if you're kind enough to, and want to support the blue meanie, uh, go to pro wrestling slash blue meanie right now. I'm having a new year sale. Use promo code new years and say new year. Sorry. First day with the new mouth. Promo code new year at pro wrestling slash blue meanie and save 20% off all blue meanie shirts. Uh, if you want to listen to my other podcast, mind of the meanie, mind of the meanie drops every Monday at 6 a.m. Wherever you get your podcasts. If you prefer your podcasts on YouTube, subscribe at youtube.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, I've been crazy enough to start another podcast. Uh, one once a month special with myself, Josh Chernoff and the uh, quintessential stud muffin, Joel Gertner from ECW. We do a ECW specific podcast called that was extreme. You can listen to it free of charge on adfreeshows.com. So go over to adfreeshows.com, type that was extreme in the search bar and listen or watch for free. And, uh, you know, guys, again, thank you again for having me. This, uh, this is a blast. I genuinely love you guys. Uh, I love your knowledge. I love the interactions. Even if we have differing viewpoints, we're cool. We're respectful. We're mature. Giovanni's more mature than the both of us combined. <laughs> oh, yeah, combined. Oh, yeah. I'm about to say, yeah, it gives a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. yeah I and support, you know. Kyle, to this comment, we are working on that currently. And I appreciate your support and wanting to tune in. But yes, we were we are working on Brooklyn Eagles brought to the radio. That will be our future endeavor. Giovanni's already pumped about it. I already gave him the secret recipe of what we're gonna do. So he's excited. Like Harry Callis said, we have high hopes. Yes. Go ahead, Can I say something before we go off? Yes, sir. All right. So I just wanted to tell you guys that uh first of all, thank you for having me on, Meanie. Uh it's been a oh, lot of fun. Uh, yeah. I, I love you guys. I look up to you. Um, and everyone who watches, we it's true. We wouldn't be here without you. Very well truth. said. Truth. Very well said. Everybody that watches, you're the reason why we're here. You're the reason why we get to do this. Come on every Monday night. Uh, we greatly appreciate you guys. And of course, I mean, look at your mom. Like you're not. That's got to be our number one viewer right there. She's in another room. She's always watching and. Uh, Giovanni is this show. Giovanni is Eagles Brawl, though. Without Giovanni, there is no Eagles Brawl. He brings us all together. Like, it's all one big happy family, thanks to Gio. But, uh, yes, again, thank you all, guys. Thank you for everything. 
Uh, we will, again, continue on with the Eagles Brawl content all offseason long. Blue Meanie's not going anywhere. Giovanni's definitely not going anywhere. <laughs> Gio, why, don't, why don't you tell people, why don't you just, before we end it, why don't you, why don't you give everybody what your plans are for the podcast who maybe didn't hear before? Um, so this week, I'm going to have Nick Ertz on. Uh, we're going to talk about birds. Um, and then next week starts my playoff podcast i'm gonna start talking to uh people and sometimes just have my analysis on um the playoff games and in my uh takes uh, i can't wait to do that it's gonna be a lot of fun i'm really trying to get my podcast up to chris long level and i know i gotta work really hard to get up there but i'm willing to put in the work and we know it. You're on your way, man. You're 13 years old having your own podcast. I think you're on your way. You're going to be a mogul one day. One day you're just going to have your own network, and we'll just be lucky enough to look for you. So I did a show with that guy once. Yeah. <laughs> Eagles, who knew? We knew, you know. Oh, I knew. We knew. We knew for sure. All right, guys. Thank you for everything. Well, again, we'll be back with the live shows, and we'll give you Go guys ahead. some more detail. And, again, find us on any podcast platform, any single one. Search Eagles Brawl. Subscribe. Stay tuned. We're coming at you all off season long. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go birds! Go birds! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.